Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Alberts. I am so glad that you joined us. Uh, We have been doing a parenting season on the book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, which I happen to have authored. I'm so excited. We have been doing a lot of podcasts over the last couple of years, and this one we never actually did. I've done pieces and segments of the book as it related to what we were talking about on the podcast, but this was an intentional. We are going through it. I'm doing a 30,000 elevation type of look into effective parenting and how it's needed, how we have to parent beyond the rules. We do need rules. Don't get me wrong. Our children need limits and boundaries. I was able to endorse many books on parenting and education and so happy to do that. Mindfulness, mindset, leadership, technology, as it relates to impact on the next generation and even ourselves. So as we come to the end of our series of Parenting Beyond the Rules, I want to remind you of a couple of things that we're going to talk about in this episode today, and that is the need for you to stay engaged. And you may be thinking, well, duh, Connie, I'm here every day. Yes, you are. You are. But I also know, having uh, as a mother of five, that there are some days you just want to go for a very long car ride. You'd love nothing more than to take a walk by yourself or to do anything but what you're having to do today. Deal with another issue, with another teen, with another child, with another meltdown, with another, oh my goodness, it's one of those calls. A friend of mine once said to me, we were talking, and she was a big mentor in my life when I was a new mom. And there was something that I learned that I have adopted into my life, and maybe you will too. And that is, it's always too soon to quit. It's always too soon to quit. You can take a a break. You can take a rest, but you can't quit. Your kids need you, even if they act like they don't, which they will, especially as they get older. You change from being mommy to mom, and then sometimes, hey, you. (laughs) If you have older kids, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Maybe they don't say, hey, you. But I have had on occasion, uh, my kids say she in front of me, and I want to say, uh, your mother, hello. <laughs> Maybe you've had that too. Sometimes I smile and ignore it, consider the source or the situation or the people around us, or maybe because they were frustrated. Sometimes I address it and sometimes I don't. But as hard as it can be, we've got to stay engaged. We've got to stay in the fight. We're fighting for our families fighting for the relationship. And can I just say the future relationship with our kids? You know, I've seen a lot of posts. And as you listen to this, it's not changed. It's not changing. It's not getting easier. It's getting harder in many areas. But I'm going to let you in on a secret. A lot of those times that it's really hard, that's where we're really forging the strength and the bond. Just like metal that's being hammered out. And the blacksmith is pounding on that metal that's just come out of that hot fire because they're making a sword or a knife. It's the 
forging of that metal. It's refining it. It's making stronger so it can perform the function that it needs to perform. That's why we have to stay engaged. It'd be so easy to check out mentally, emotionally, some physically. They're done. Come back when you're 18. Come back when you're logical. Come back at 25. Don't come back at all. (laughs) I don't know. I've heard it all. But I will tell you this. It's always too soon to quit. You can rest, but you can't quit. Your kids need you. You're going to hear me say that a lot. How do we stay engaged when it's rough and it's hard? Well, it starts with a decision. It's a commitment. I am committed. I'm not going anywhere. We're going to figure this out. We're going to talk about it. We're going to communicate. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to learn. Go back to that podcast when we talked about listening to learn. And I talk about the chapter in the book on listening, how we want to listen to learn. Tell your kids, I'm listening. And I know, I know, you probably have done this, or at least I have. I'm all ears. Just talk. Just get it out. But you're not really, because you notice that tone of voice. We're frustrated. Or you get so frustrated because you feel like you're not making headway and you say things, you do things that you shouldn't really do because it didn't help the relationship. It just created a crack in the nature. Maybe you hurt the trust or the respect, or maybe they did. This is a season that you're in where you need to be constantly asking yourself this question, what do your children need you to be and what do they need from you? They need you to be their mom or dad or their caregiver, or their grandparent, or their coach or teacher. What do they need you to be? They need you to love them unconditionally. They need you to have a heart that wants to help them walk through the seasons of life that can be very fun and adventurous because they're explorers and adventurers. They're innovators. It can be very difficult because they're unsure of the next step they might take. Maybe it could be a a wrong step. Maybe it could lead to pain or struggle or strife. And what do they need from you? They need you to be kind, to be compassionate, to be tenderhearted, and they need from you to be unwavering. I often speak about remaining steadfast. And what does it actually mean to be steadfast? It's unwavering, devoted, committed, disciplined, perseverant, diligent. Our kids need us to be steadfast. They need that. Because their lives and their emotions are often anytime anything but steadfast. They can be all over the place. Not all, but some. And they just need to know that as they're trying to figure out all of this, and they're looking to you, they trust that you will be there. I will say they even trust you to not let them down. And that's a lot of weight and pressure, isn't it? Especially if you have. If that has happened, remember what we've talked about, and that is there's always a way to repair that, and that's through forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration. That's the business God's in. You can re-earn that respect. I've been doing a lot of research on respect on a project that I'm currently working on, and respect as it has to do with relationships, especially within the family. Your kids naturally trust and respect you. They need you to be there for them. Yes, I know our kids can lie and our kids can misrepresent facts and our kids can hide things from us and our kids can have some character 
issues that need to be further developed. Maybe sometimes they can be a little mean-spirited or sarcastic and sassy. Maybe they can be a little too timid. But your children need something from you. I'm just going to say this. I kind of thought once we turned the tassel of our last child, we had five children in seven years. I thought once they hit that golden age of 18, well, for some of them, that 15, they thought they were done with us. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but they were, you know, growing up and they were ready to, you know, take the world by storm. Others were not quite as confident as that. I thought this parenting gig was like an end date. I'd heard a lot of people talk about 18 and you're out of here. I mean, okay. I didn't have that same mindset. My husband and I wanted something different, a multi-generational mindset. And that was, if our parents ever needed to live with us, they would. If we ever needed to take them in, we would. If our kids fell on hard times, our door would always be open to come back if need be. And that has been how we have lived our lives as a family, you know, as an Albers. This is the Albers. This is who we are. This is what we stand for. And our kids know it, even through some really hard times with our kids. Usually when they get through the other side, it's not normally in the middle of a storm and a trial, you know, they'll say to us, I knew you never would give up on me. I knew you would never quit. You might've gotten mad. Yes, of course we did. I mean, we're human, right? And I know that I disappointed you. Why should we think that our kids aren't going to know if we're disappointed in them? They know because they know what our family values are and our expectations. But they've come and said, you never tossed me aside. You never quit. You never gave up. Even when I wouldn't listen, even when I didn't do what you wanted me to do, even when I made some poor decisions. Okay, maybe I'll just say some bad decisions. I always knew that you were there. You and dad would always be there. Do your kids know this about you? Is that what you're modeling? We have to remember that as we're raising our children, they're not really good at our most of them, I'm not going to say all, but, but a good amount of them are not really good at articulating what's truly going on in their heart, what they're really struggling with. They may say on the, I'm just mad because, you know, my brother always does this, or I don't like that because this always happens, or it's not fair. There's level ones and twos things. But mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, you need to get deeper than that. You need to get to the why. Why are they aggressive? Why are they so frustrated? Why are they angry? Why are they scared? Why do they lack confidence? What is causing this insecurity? Why are they so narcissistic? Why are they so bossy? They're not able to just say how they feel. And it's important for us to dig a little deeper, to get to the what's really going on. And to do that takes time. They need you to be like a shade tree. A shade tree offers Shade from the heat of the scorching summer. And, you know, we sure have had a scorching summer in most parts of the United States. You know, summers can be quite scorching, can't they? Blistering heat, squelching, parched, and you're so thirsty. What does a big old shade tree do? Gives you reprieve from the heat. Mom and dad, in order for a big old shade tree to provide that shade to our kids, the leaves need to be what? Green, right? They need to be healthy. They need to have leaves on the tree. They need to be attached to the branches, which are attached to the trunk, 
which go down to the root system, and the root system gains the nourishment that keeps the entire tree healthy and the bugs from penetrating and taking over and killing the tree. God is our root system. God is our source. He is who keeps us strong. He is our shade tree, isn't he? And parents, I want you to get this visual in your mind about when you're out driving and you see a shade tree, and sometimes you'll see birds sitting in the tree. Maybe they've got a nest, or you see animals that are sitting under the tree. I want that to be a visual reminder for you. That's what your kids need. They need you to be a place of rest, that branch that can hold the weight of whatever they've got going on, that they could just perch for a while until they're rested from their flying, from their travels, and they could just sit and rest safe, and that they can just enjoy the shade of protection that comes from being your child, and they can get a break from the summer heat. And why is this so important? Because the season that you're in, parenting is hard. It's not the hardest thing you'll ever do. Well, maybe. (laughs) It depends on your children. I would say it's probably the hardest thing I ever did. I'm obviously running a business and some of the other things that I have done in the political world are actually easier than trying to get in the head of some of my kids and figure out what's going on in their mind. But parenting your children, it doesn't last long. The amount of time that you have to be able to pour into them is fleeting every day. And what would help me stay in the right mindset of staying engaged is I would remember, I'm only going to have this day once. It's over. Now, you may not like that analogy because it may seem too daunting every day, every single day, but every single day is what you have to make a mark, to leave an imprint, to etch on their heart what it means to be a parent, what it means to raise children. And God willing, one day they've got that model from you because they're going to be raising your grandkids and you're going to watch back and marvel as they embrace their season of parenting. When I said your kids need you, each child needs something different from you. Why? Raising children isn't like producing a car where it's a factory assembly line. You slap on the headlights and the bumper and the car seats and the radio. No, they're unique. They're different, each one. And they all need something a little different from you. And I can hear you say now, but I don't have, there's not enough of me. I I don't know a parent that hasn't felt that feeling. There's just not enough of me, not with all the demands of everything else. But if you're mindful of what your child needs, what they really need, because you've listened to them, you've observed them, you're understanding their world and how they think, feel, and process the world around them, then you're able to engage with them on a more meaningful level, on a heart level. I talked in a previous episode about what our kids need. They need trust, respect, reliability, and care. They need to know that you're going to be there. At the end of it all, you're going to be there to help repair something that got broken or damaged or hurt I'm talking about the heart, maybe theirs, most of the time it is, and that you're not going anywhere. If they look up, they're going to see that you're still standing by their side, figuratively and literally. See, there's hidden dangers in life and in our relationships with our kids, which is kind of what led me to write Parenting Beyond the Rules in the first place. 
We always had our home open to middle schoolers and then teens and college kids. And sometimes in our home, we would host weekly gatherings. We would do Bible studies every week, and we'd offer three things, and that was food, fun, and fellowship. And so, and then we would have a Bible study. Sometimes our kids would, you know, they would invite all their friends because it was like an open thing. On this day, once a week, this was going to happen. Sometimes we'd have, you know, our five and two or three others. Sometimes we would have up to 60 and cars would be parked everywhere up and down the street. Something happened in all those years of me working with kids and opening our home and we were teaching and I was very involved in the education movement, teaching parenting classes and education, homeschool classes and workshops and those things. And I would journal. I'm a big journal. And I know I've talked about this before, but I think journaling is really important because it helps you see a pattern of maybe behavior or a pattern of character issues in maybe a certain child or maybe it's even in yourself. I would write those things down and, and I could see habits develop, but something else happened. Every week, I'd have kid after kid, not my children, talk to me about something rather deep or personal, a struggle, a trial, a conflict that they were having with their parents. And I would listen, and we would talk. Most of the time, I did most of the listening because they just needed somebody to talk to. And I'd just ask them a couple of questions, usually, to kind of get them to get to the heart of what's going on. And that's honestly what led to Parenting Beyond the Rules. I just had years and years and years of input and feedback from thousands and thousands and thousands of of kids. And I realized there are many common struggles that we have. And I can't tell you how many times I heard these young kids say, young kids as in teens and college kids, they'd really be struggling with something. And I would always ask them, have you talked to your parents? And what broke my heart is how many times I heard no. And of course, my next question is, why not? Well, you can probably guess. They don't listen. They overreact. They tell me it's my fault. They don't want to see my side. I get punished. They won't let me be friends with the people that I'm friends with. They ground me. You know, you have your, you can probably add to the list, right? Last week's segment was on squashing the fear. These kids were afraid to talk to their parents, fear of the consequence, fear of rejection, fear of disappointing their parents. So they won't go to their parents because they don't want them to be disappointed in them. And yet they're acting in ways that are disappointing. So it's oxymoron, isn't it? You know, human relationships are not stagnant. They're very dynamic and they're very fluid and they're changing every day. You're changing every day. Your hormones, your financial situation, your job, your security, your marriage, all the relationships that you have, your own emotions, the conversations you have with yourself, you know, the times that you doubt yourself and your ability and you're struggling and you're stressed, they're having the same things. But I want to encourage you as we wrap up our series of Parenting Beyond the Rules, our kids need us to stay engaged. They need to know that you're going to be there with them through it all. Yeah, even through some really hard things. 
in their soul, the depth of who they are is affirmed when you don't quit and when you don't give up. And something else happens. They learn how to deal with hard because life is hard. Actually, life can be real hard, but they learn how to handle different personalities. They learn how to handle different responsibilities. They learn to identify their own needs, and then they learn how to meet those needs that they have. They learn how to articulate them. They learn how to stay in hard places and walk with others. And when we focus on staying engaged and not giving up and quitting, we have to realize that staying engaged means just being available, right? That looks like you don't have to be predictable. Understand that your kids have short attention spans. You're going to have to say things over and over and over. Like when they were a little child, they wanted to read the same book over and over. We learn by repetition. Your kids learn by repetition, and you know you learn by repetition. Be direct. Help them learn to balance everything that's on their plate. When you're helping them to understand how to work through an issue, you got to make your point stick, which means you're going to have to give it some thought and some prayer and some consideration before you want to have a conversation, which goes all the way back to how do you have a team meeting, a family meeting? How do you have those conversations that when you do speak, it's something that you've given great time and care, and they know because you're going to season your words with grace. You're going to be clear and direct. You're going to get to the point. You're not going to you know, waver and ramble and go on and on and on and lecture them. And like we talked about in understanding their world, you've got to be aware of what they're going on. You've got to help them learn to focus. You have to help them learn to set realistic goals. You've got to help them learn these life principles that that truly only you are going to be able to help them learn. Because if you abdicate it, I can tell you right now, there will be a void and somebody else will feel that. And they might not fill it with what you would teach and train your kids. You got to help your kids learn to do hard things even when they're afraid and to embrace all the changes that are happening to them right now, today, this morning, the second. When you stay engaged, you're helping them learn to prepare for the unexpected because things are going to be unexpected and they're going to come fast and furious, but they're going to be well-equipped because you stayed engaged. You're going to help them learn to develop a plan. See, we want our kids to discover truth and purpose and meaning during their childhood. Your kids will be the change agents. I believe that. But it can be overwhelming and discouraging for them. When they know that you have remained steadfast and they know that whatever comes at them, if they're not confident in handling it, you're there. You give them strength and confidence just because in the back of their mind, They know you are there to protect and provide safety and security. Those are very important. Don't forget that. So as we wrap up this episode of Equipped to Be, and we talked about staying engaged when sometimes that's not what we want to do, remember the why it's so important. Remember you're raising these children to step out into the world, to embrace the world, to make a statement, to fulfill the assignment that God has given to them. And when you do that, Through these few short years that you have, you're also forging a relationship between you and your child that can stand the test of time because they've been learning all along 
how to do life together, all of life within the confines of your home, whatever that home looks like. That's the beautiful picture. Thank you for being part. We do this show for you. We want to help equip you in the challenges and in the struggles and in the joys of building a stronger family and creating rich relationships. Your feedback is vital to us. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling your friends. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equip to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.